0: Hello, this is the Slothy Llama Podcast, and I am Reva G. This podcast is largely about all things mindfulness and, in general, how to find more enjoyment out of life. I hope you'll enjoy this episode. Hello, this is Reva G., And for today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about being the observer of your thoughts. But before we jump into that, I wanted to remind you if you're interested in hearing about any particular topic, please feel free to reach out by email at askslothylama at gmail.com or by Instagram, slothylama podcast. So back to being the observer. Now, this is a concept that more and more people are talking about. And some people think it's great. Some people think it's crazy. Some people have never heard about it before. And if that's you, then you're pretty lucky because you're going to get to hear about it right now. (laughs) And I actually came across this some time ago when I was doing my own searching and figuring out how to be able to control the rushing thoughts that would go through my head but it wasn't until recently that a good friend of mine recommended a book called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer and it actually captures this concept of understanding how you are an observer of your observer of your thoughts and how that if you can really truly understand that and grasp that you can become more mindful so i do recommend it it's a pretty good read if you, and if you're interested, I'll put the information in the episode notes so you can check it out. So why does it even matter that you be the observer, become the observer of your thoughts? Well, or at least that you can acknowledge that you're the observer of your thoughts. The reason, the reason is this. I'll give you an example. When someone is at work, say... They get an email from their boss and it says, we need to meet later this afternoon. A million thoughts rush through that person's mind. They start getting worked up. They might get really scared. They might worry that they're going to get fired. They might get concerned because maybe they think their boss said, or is going to tell them they did a bad job on something or that they need to come in this weekend or something else. And so they're getting really stressed out. And then throughout this afternoon, while they're going up to when the meeting actually happens, they continue having all these thoughts. Now their blood pressure has gone up. Their heart rate's gone up. They're sweating. They're very anxious. They're just physiologically experiencing symptoms of anxiety at that point. And now consider another person. They might get a call at lunch and they need to go pick up their kids this afternoon. Or maybe it's the same person. And now they're really angry and stressed out because they had a meeting scheduled with their boss. And now they have to cancel that because they have to go pick up their kids because of whatever reason. They ditched class or they did something wrong. Fill in the blank. (laughs) And they're going through the thoughts of they're angry at the school. They're angry at the kids. They're angry at their job for having a meeting they're angry that they're going to miss the meeting. They're really worried what that's going to happen, what that's going to turn into them for them or something. Just all sorts of like very upsetting thoughts. Now, as they're experiencing the thoughts rushing through their mind, they're internalizing them. Then various hormones are being released. And similar to the first case, they might be getting an increased heart rate, increased blood pressure. And they're they're like in this fight, Response type state. And it's a very real feeling at that point. It's turned into a physiologic experience. And when someone has gotten to that level of their body is physically experiencing the emotion because of the thoughts, it's very difficult to turn everything around and change how they feel to being more mindful, being positive, or anything that's not angry or fearful or, or anxious. And so what you want to do is catch the process at which it's just a thought, where you have not accepted that thought as reality and internalized it and allowed it to physiologically express in your body. And you can do that, By observing the thought and deciding in that moment, as you observe it, that you do not accept it and you decide that you would prefer to experience something else. So that's why observing the thought is important because observing the thought allows you to do something and make a difference before you physiologically have committed to that emotion. So. Let's, let's try to define being the observer to make sure that we are on the same page when we talk about it in the mind. This will be very basic stuff. We're going to start with if you're in a park. You're in a park, you see a little bird, and maybe it's a duck. It's in the water. It's a little duck. It's going quack, 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 because it's a duck. And you hear it quacking. You think it's cute. Now you're observing the duck, right? You hear it. You know that you are not the duck. You are the observer of the duck, right? Okay, now take having lunch with a friend. Maybe that friend's upset. Something happened with their significant other, with their work, with their kids. And they're, they're, you know, very frustrated. And they're telling you the story about what happened. And you're hearing it. So you can see this friend, you can hear the friend, you can hear their story, and you can acknowledge that in that moment, you are observing them express their story, right? You know that you're not them, you're just hearing them talk to you and tell you things. Like anytime you hear things, and you're getting that information, you know that you are observing it. Okay, now here's where it gets tricky. It's when it's in your mind. When you have thoughts in your mind. Oh, kitten. Hello. See, kitten agrees. He knows. It's hard. It's hard to think about those thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough for kitten and us. It's tough for everybody. So, it's really hard to dissociate the thoughts from yourself. Because, for, and I'll admit, for a lot of my life, I kind of identify myself as my thoughts. I thought, well, it's, I thought, you know, thoughts are what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's what's in my head. I just kind of like, it all kind of smashed together and was like one. So I was, I was essentially my thoughts in my head. That sounds weird, but that's what I mean. <laughs> and this is upsetting Kitten a lot. I think this is a lot for him to handle right now. So... We must go on. So if you consider just for a moment what your thoughts are, they're honestly stuff that you're hearing in your mind. And so the example that the the author gives in Untethered Soul, I think it was something like he asks you to think, hey, you, the words, hey, you. So do that right now. Think in your mind, hey, you. Did you hear yourself say, hey, you? Try it one more time just to be sure in case you didn't get it the first time. So think in your head, hey, you. Okay, so you heard yourself that time, right? So if you're hearing yourself, you're listening, you're hearing the hey, you, then I want you to see that if you're hearing it, it's not, the thought isn't you. You're hearing the thought, right? Think about that. Think about, I mean, all of your. I know it sounds weird. I'm telling you to think about it. Think about the thought. <laughs> but really, like, if you just sit and observe your thoughts, you're always observing your thoughts. It's just sometimes, for a lot of the time, we don't really think about this concept very much. But In reality, what you're doing is you're hearing your thoughts. Therefore, you are not your thoughts. You might have the thoughts, but the essence of you is not that thought that you're observing. You are the observer. And if you are able to understand that concept then you can start to take steps towards changing the thought, stopping the thought, preventing it from internalizing and turning into all of the physiologic responses that I was talking about before. And if you... I want to say for the next week, just take that time to observe as many thoughts as you can and try to mentally, consciously be aware that you're actually hearing all of the thoughts that are going through your head you cannot be the thoughts that you are hearing like they're just, they're going on they go through your mind but you're hearing them as they go through your mind whether or not you choose to act upon them, that's up to you. Whether or not the hormones are released that induce the stress response, that's up to you. Because, there, for example, sometimes you might hear something that you're say you're sorry. <laughs> you hear things all the time. Maybe you are by yourself at home and usually your family's there maybe you hear something fall off the counter or something and it scares you momentarily and you go what was that what was that they're not like no my family's not here and then you go out and you look and then you're you kind of have this I'm worried and concerned but then you quickly realize that it was just the cat that knocked out knocked something over now you're able you weren't Maybe in that instant, if it was just a brief moment, you weren't fully committed to the full-on, I'm freaking out response. And as soon as the thoughts identified the the, source, your thoughts brought to you the source of what happened. You noticed it was the cat that knocked something over. You were able to stop the insanity from continuing in your mind and let it be. Maybe you did get a little scare there. But you you were able to control your thoughts. Because you identified the source of the original scare. And you were able to de-escalate that. Well. You. When you are just thinking moment to moment during the day, you don't even need to go through the whole de-escalation process because there isn't even like... So, I mean, in that state, you could see how your thoughts got you going and your thoughts also brought you back down. And that's a more intense situation. But your thoughts could still bring you back down to a calmer state. However, during the day, there isn't even that major specific event that took place that triggered a true fear response in you, what happened is maybe an, a, 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 not clear event took place, like the email from your boss. And if you choose to keep the thoughts that all of these terrible things are happening, then if you entertain those thoughts and then internalize them, then you Will build up your anxiety and your fear and your anger. And you. But you could just stop. You don't really have any other factors forcing you to remain in that fearful state. Besides your thoughts. So. They're not like in an imminent danger is what I'm trying to say. So. If you could capture the moment when you observe that first couple of thoughts, then you can stop and choose to not engage with those thoughts and then have the physiologic response. You can choose to pause and go, okay, they want to meet with me. I'm going to meet with them. And let it be just that. Not... Except all of the panicking thoughts that are rushing through your mind. There's literally nothing that is immediately going to harm you. Even if the meeting did not go well, unless you had to prepare something, in which case you still don't need to freak out about it. You could just acknowledge that you have a meeting and prepare the thing. But you have had no reason to freak out and actually experience the discomfort Of anxiety and panic and everything else. Because nothing has actually happened. You just heard that there's going to be a meeting. If you choose to accept that it's just something that will happen. Instead of engaging with the fearful thoughts. Then you can prevent yourself from experiencing all of the negative physiologic symptoms of anxiety, panic, fear, worry. And it's so much easier to do that before your body is committed to it, so that is why understanding and acknowledging that you are the observer of your thoughts is so critical to becoming mindful because it's so difficult to fight both the body and the mind when both have gotten committed to this like fearful state but if you if if you can learn to Prevent that little switch from being flipped where the body gets to be a part of the being scared experience, then you have an opportunity to remain calm during all sorts of things that pop up during the day and just eventually become more calm in general and have a more mindful experience. So that is. That is all I have for right now. I would love it if you guys actually practice this for a little while. Even like a couple days. If not the whole week. And just see how you are constantly actually just observing thoughts. And not that you are your thoughts. Although everything is very closely tied. And it gets really messy in that head. But just practice being aware that you're hearing the thoughts and I will pick up on more of this topic in future episodes so look out for that I'm sure you're excited (laughs) and for now I'm just going to wish you all well especially if you're in California and experiencing all of the fires I hope you are all safe and I wish you the best of luck during this experience and I hope that you're maybe getting fresh air and not one of those that are stuck in the super smoky areas because that's never fun so i have been sending out good thoughts to all of you and i wish you the best as always the light in me sees and honors the light in you bye bye